welcome. This is your girl, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals, where there's life, love, joy, peace, and what? Harmony. Yes, I pray that you're having a marvelous day thus far. I pray that you have a magnificent holiday with your family, your friends, maybe just by yourself. Just enjoy life. Relax. You know, don't be in such of a hurry to to do a lot of things. Just calm down. You know, calm down. Rest. Rest. Because Things are coming for you and uh, the things that God has for you, they are coming. And they're coming. They're going to chase you down. You're not going to have, I got a little tongue tie. They're going to chase you down. You're not going to have to chase after it. So don't chase, don't beg, don't stress, don't be desperate. Just relax. When you relax, it comes, it will come to you. Okay. Make your wants want you. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Don't chase, don't beg, don't stress, don't be desperate, just relax. When you relax, it will come to you. Make your wants want you. See, when you, a lot of times when we are so desperate and so anxious, the Bible said to be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. You know, sometimes we do as children, as grown women, as grown men, we get excited sometimes. Or, you know, when somebody bring you your favorite gift or just bring you something nice or they surprise you with something, you be like, oh, I didn't expect this. Thank you. You know, um, my brother surprised me yesterday and blessed me really nice yesterday. And I was just surprised, you know. And he said, you know, uh, baby sis, I... I um." I haven't uh, been able to do anything for you for quite some times, and and I do know you. You know you, even though you're older now, but you, your dad used to always make sure that he would look out for you on your birthday and Christmas because the month of you that you're born in, and it's so close between Christmas and the New Year. So um, I'm sorry I've been a little late, but here. And so those are the little things that we, you know, I, I gravitate to things like that. Like man, this is. This is an honor that you even thought about me because you didn't have to. You know, we're all up in age now. We're not little and young anymore. And then, you know, other people that call and they say, I want to be a blessing to you. And, you know, it's, it's, and you be thinking like, man, really? I mean, God, you think of me like that? You know, I don't get me wrong. People, you know, I have had people in my life that's been a blessing to me. Um, you know, whether it's through money, whether it's through things, whether it's through time or whatever it is, they have been a blessing, but God has been full of surprises lately. Can I tell you that? And I always tell people, even when, uh, when I finish my fourth book, everybody said, are you excited? Are you happy? Are you this and that? I say, yes, I'm excited and I'm happy and I'm thankful that God allowed me to write the fourth book, but that's not all the books that I'm going to write, but I'm thankful that God have given me uh, the ability to be able to write. And I'm thankful for him blessing with my, uh, my granddaughter and, you know, to be able to work alongside her granny to help to edit and do her books, you know? So I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for the little things that some people take for granted. I'm thankful for everybody that God placed around me in my circle. That's been a blessing to me, you know, cause sometimes, you know, um, we take things and people for granted, like they they have to be there. They need to be there, but they really don't. So I made up in my mind because I used to be years ago, 
a people pleaser. I used to be a person to where I've always went out of my way and looked out for people and bought this and bought that here. They come to my house, I almost, when they leave, they almost leave with the whole house because I just give away stuff. I had one of my family members say, girl, every time I come to your house, you got to always make sure I leave with something. And that's just me. I go find something, but it's always something very nice and that they like and want. So, uh, but that's been me for so long and I'm not going to ever stop being that person, but you got to know who and what to do it with. So I learned not to chase anything or anybody, but I've learned to relax. I've learned to just relax. And if whatever's for you is for you, whoever's going to be there for you, they're going to be there for you. Whoever love you genuinely, they're going to love you genuinely anyway. Whoever that's going to be there in your corner, they're going to be there anyway. So you don't have to go, hey, I'm over here. It's going to happen. Okay. So going into, before you walk into your new year, I just want to share some affirmations with you all. You all know I'm a person that loves to do affirmations. I do it for myself. And therefore, whatever I do that I know that's good for me, I love to share it with others. That part of me, um, you know, God bless me to uh, to be that person, and I'm not going to change that for anybody. Even, even the 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 in my past, the the things that I've encountered in my past, and I, you know, I I knew that the people that was literally uh, using me or doing certain things, and I used to allow it, and it's okay, and I forgive them. But I'm not, you know, um, you can't never identify me with my past because that's my past. So if a person's still identifying you like, oh, that's so-and-so, so-and-so, they still identifying you as your past, then that's them because you no longer live in that house you used to live in. I no longer live in the house I used to live in. That's serious. I've moved since last month. I'm no longer in the place that I was in. So if you go to that old address, you would knock on the door. What you're going to see is a big old padlock uh, on the door, big old key, because they probably finna get ready to sell that that house or that that condo. So I'm no longer there. So when you when people come to you and say, "Hey, so and so and so," no, I don't live there anymore. I'm not I'm not that same person. But I can give you my testimony of where you know where I am now and where I, you know the place that I've been, the place that I've come from. You know, it's places where um, I don't think that. God allowed me to come through all of that and not share and testify to you. But at the same time, I'm not there anymore. Okay. Now, moving forward. Now is the only moment I can experience. My heart is open. It was a time to where, and I'm going to put a pin there. It was a time to where my heart was not open for love. It wasn't open for forgiveness. It wasn't open. I I wanted to hold on to uh, who hurt me, who uh, betrayed me, who did this, who did that. And you know, all that stuff. I held on to that for so long, but it wasn't hurting those people. It was hurting me. Okay. So now I'm willing to release, you know, all of that because it's, it's like a resistance. It's like, almost like, you know, God is trying to put something in your hand, but yet still you, you're so tight. You got your fist so tight to where nothing can come in, excuse me, and nothing can go out. So I release and I forgive my past. I forgive myself of the mistakes that I made. See, a lot of times when you, you may say, I forgave that person, but some of you haven't forgiven yourself for making those mistakes. You're still into the mistakes that you made. Excuse me, trying to enjoy my little hot tea while it's still hot. (laughs) Some of you are still into 
this person hurt me and I'm never going to forgive them. Well, mm, you, you're drinking a cup of something that you are hoping to happen to them, but you're drinking it yourself, you know. So you, you're drinking resentment. You're drinking because uh, you're causing a delay in your life when you do that. You know, I can only speak for myself. You know, I'm still upset at that person. I still, you know, regret that person. I'm like, you know, what did I do to make this person not handle me that way? And I was good to this person. Why did this person do me this way? But yet still, when you look, you, you see they may be treating somebody else so much better than the way they treated you. And you know, you wasn't a bad person. You start having that that woe is me thing you know if you've been through anything that i've been through in my past it make you wonder like dang what did i do that was so wrong or why is these people mishandling me why am i doing this so you start standing there why am i why am i what did i do what what you know what's so wrong with me and that means you need to forgive yourself you need to let you need to give yourself room enough to heal you might say you forgave that person but you have to forgive you. You have to forgive. You got to give yourself room enough to say, you know what? I made that mistake. You know, if you was a person, if you ever, I've never been on drugs. I've never done any of that, that stuff. But if you was a person that you used to be on drugs or used to be a heavy drinker or used to be a heavy smoker, or you used to go out and party all the time or you used to sleep with multiple people and now you've settled down, you don't do that anymore, but you're still beating yourself up over that. Like, man, I hate I did that. Blah, blah. Okay, you done it, it's done. Use it as a stepping stone, as a tool to help someone else. You know, uh, let it be a testimony that you came out. You're no longer that person. Don't stay there because that's resentment and you're resenting yourself. You know, and that brings on sickness. It brings on anxiety, it brings on a lot because you're really mad at yourself for the decisions that you made, the choices that you made, the people that you may have been with, you wasted so much time with, you know, you, you may be regretting those things. So it's time to let that stuff go. It's time to let it go. And I do know it takes time to heal. Can nobody tell you um, you need to be healed by now and you are, you're bitter. If someone hurts you, you have the right. I tell people all the time, you have the right to be bitter, but just don't stay there because it's eating away at you. It's not eating away at them because if you notice they're going on with their lives, you know, if, the, if you on that thing, like, oh, they betrayed me and I was good to them, blah, blah, blah. blah. Okay, fine. Look at what they did to Jesus. He was betrayed by a kiss with a kiss. He was betrayed, you know, <laughs> You know, he he did better to do something else like, you know, but to kiss him, to sit right next to him and kiss him, you know. So you have those things. But uh, Jesus didn't regret going to the cross for us. You know, he already knew he was going there. And if Judas would have never done that, we wouldn't be here. So it's a lot of things that, you know, we look at it as as you grow, you begin to look at things in a different lens. You don't look at it out of the same lens. You know, a lot of times we look at things and because we, our glasses have been foggy for so long. Have you ever seen anybody? And I have to go here because I hate dirty glasses. Like if my glasses, if I look through them, they got a little spot on them. I have to take them off. I probably wipe my glasses about 15, 20 times a day because if I see a spot on it, I can't stand it. I don't like looking out of my glasses and seeing a spot because that's a distraction. So when you see, a lot of times I can see people and their glasses be so dirty. You see fingerprints, you see, you know, maybe, I don't know what they've done. I don't know, they, glasses look like it's fogged up or whatever. When you see people doing that, they don't take time to wipe their glasses. They see things differently. It's not, you know, they may see something that look a little smaller, a little bigger or whatever, because their glasses is not clean. So when, you're, when your vision is not clear and clean, then you're not able to see things the way God wants you to see it. 
okay? So I release and I forgive my past. I forgive myself. I release the past so I can, what, step into the future with pure intentions. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to repeat that, okay? I release the past so that I can step into the future with pure intentions. Because a lot of times, we our intentions are bad. And we and and we'll hold on to a lie that we had good intentions, you know. Sometimes we could think um, we could think we get, we're getting this out of a person, but you really you really not because your intentions, whatever your intentions were, and because until you deal with that and you, until you come bring that thing to the table and say yes, I'm gonna tell you what I was really thinking and feeling. I was thinking and feeling this, and this is what happened. My intentions were not good. So a lot of times you see people, their intentions are not good. So when they step into something, um, you got people that get into relationships and they have bad intentions. They not they don't they don't intend to to uh, be right with you. What they sometimes they sometimes people want to be with you to get into your head, just to they want to set up shop in your head. That way they can still go out and do other things that they desire to do. You know, they want to find out, you know, how the way you are, your personality, your character and all those good things. Then you got some people, they come in your life and they, they see all those good things and they come and they add good things to you. So it's a flip side to that. Okay. But make sure that your intentions are good in whatever that you do. Make sure whatever it is that your intentions are good. I now choose to release every negative thought from my mind and my life. You know, we got to go back and, uh, Whatever that you've been holding on to, you got to say in your atmosphere, I release this. I release this away from me. I no longer deal with bitterness. I no longer deal with strife. I no longer deal with what was. I no longer deal with that pain. I no longer deal with that agony. I will not take this with me. I will not carry this in my bag. I'm emptying all these old things out of this bag. If I can't get it out, I will throw away the whole bag and get a new bag. But I will not keep carrying this thing. See, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You could be, you could be in a negative uh, situation, but your mindset could be so positive to where the things that are not right around you, you, you see it, but you don't see it because you don't allow it to affect you. It's just like if you own a job, if you own a job and everybody around you are negative, everybody around you is full of confusion just because they're doing that, that don't mean you have to be that way. Your mind is so focused on, I'm here to do my job. And I'm, once I'm done with my job, I'm clocking out and I'm going home. I'm not here to pay attention to whatever everybody's going on, what's going on with them. Sometimes people could be going through things in their life. They don't know how to express themselves. So you may think they're coming in, they got a bad attitude. It may be something that they're dealing with. And they don't know how to, some people compartmentalize things very well to where you can't see it. You don't know what they're dealing with, but you got some people, they can't, they can't hide. I used to be that person to where I used to wear my feelings on my face. (laughs) You could tell if I was hurting, you could tell if I was sad, you could tell because I, I was never good at hiding pain. So, um, I've come to the conclusion years ago that I would write about it. I would journal. I would do things and get it off of me. 
And that's how I began to write books. That's how I began to do things is to start journaling and start writing things down. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a scribe by nature. <laughs> you know, you got your, your scribes, your prophet scribes. I'm a scribe by nature. I write. I hear, I see, and I write. That's, that's, that's a gift that God gave me that I don't take for granted. I am a scribe and I love it. I love, you know, um, sometimes it could be painful, the things that you see and hear, but you still have to write it down. And so, but I'm thankful for that gift. Okay. So I take those things that, um, that were negative in my life in the past and I turned it into a positive. You have the legal right and the authority to change your mind, to change your mindset. You have that right. That's your mind. You could change at any given time. You can sit down, you can uh, unwind and then reboot it again, just like you do your computer, just like you do your laptop, just like you even do your phone. Sometimes your phone will say storage is full. It can't take anymore. And a lot of times people, their, their storage is full. Their mind is so full and so cluttered. They don't take time to bag up and reboot and get it right again. They just keep adding on things, adding on things, adding on things. And before you know it, the whole system is crashed. You're, you're laying out somewhere, you're stressing, you're crying, your body's broke down because you didn't take time to sit back and regroup and, and think of the things that you may want to do. Think of the things that, what makes you happy, what brings you peace, what brings you harmony. See, God gives us balance, but some of us don't know how to, to, to do balance. We do church, 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 work, home, church, work, home, church, work, home. And, you know, God said life in that more abundantly. What you think he means? What do you think he means when he says that? He don't mean for you to just, okay, I get it. I'm happy when I go to church. I love going to the church. I love going to visit my bishop. I love going to the potter's house. Oh, I love it. And then I love coming home. I love coming home. I enjoy what I do. I love being a coach. Oh my God. I get such a satisfaction to see a person smile. I get a satisfaction for people to say, oh, coach, that helped me. Oh, pastor, that was a good word. Oh, I love that. Oh, man, that helped me. Can I tell you how it helped me? I get satisfaction to hear and see people get healed because I knew what it was like for, for me when I was bound. Okay, going further. Okay, I release all struggles that I had in the past and I'm walking in my peace. That's where I am now. I'm walking in my peace. I allow my heart to heal. I allowed it. You have to allow it. Did you hear what I said? You have to allow it. It's just like if you go to the doctor, you can either receive treatment or you can reject it. It's up to you. Excuse me, y'all. Thank you all for having tea along with me. <laughs> and y'all know this girl have a sense of humor. You know, I love to laugh. I love to have fun. So thank you for enjoying tea along with me. But anyway, going further, um, I had to allow my heart to heal. If I wouldn't allow my heart to heal, I could have still been sick, dealing with diabetes, dealing with high cholesterol, dealing with anxiety and depression because I had all those diseases. I had all those things. And I, man, I'm telling you, it's nothing like dealing with anxiety and depression. Depression is a killer. Can I tell you that? It was a time when I dealt with depression. I didn't even want to be here. I didn't even want to hear nobody's voice. I didn't even want the lights to come on. I didn't want none of that. 
I would just bury my head under the blanket and taking uh, uh, over-the-counter medications to stay asleep. Excuse me. I didn't want to deal with this thing called world. I just did not. But, can you say but? Mm, mm, mm. When I finally removed the covers off of my head and when God started dealing with me and talking to me and saying, girl, this ain't all about you. You're being selfish now. This is about other people. This ain't about you. So you're going to either, you see, my son came and he, he died for you. What are you, what, what, who and what are you willing to die for? (laughs) I mean, in a good way, are you willing to lay aside what you're feeling to go and help somebody else? And I just laid there and I cried. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, God. Yes, I know you are. I know you, I know your pain. I know what you're going through, but you got to get up. You got to get up. That's why I have, um, this uh, business is called um, Get Up Internationals. It, it goes along with my Let Your Voice Be Heard. Get Up Internationals is a is a platform uh, to motivate others, to push people to, man, when you come in, it's like you're coming into a, a, a boxing ring because I love boxing. It's like when you come in, you're going to hear the sound. Oh, let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> you hear all that good stuff. You hear the bells. You're hearing all that. That's, that's, that's letting you know it's time to get up and it's time to get back into that ring, you know? And so that's what Get Up Internationals is all about. It's connected to let your voice be heard. And so, um, the reason why people, you know, they look at me and they be like, man, girl, you've been through so much and you do that. Girl, let me tell you something. You get over that because this girl uh, went through all those battles and won. You know, like David said, I fought the lion, I fought the bear, I fought this, I fought that. And, and who is this Philistine that I'm coming up against now? You know, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that uh, that's coming up against me? Who is this big old giant? And, and, and your armor, by the way, I don't want to use your armor. He, he had to let Saul know, I don't want your armor. Your armor is too big. As a matter of fact, you were in your armor and you afraid of this giant. So why would I put on something that you, you won't even fight in yourself? You afraid of him. He's out there screaming loud, you know, telling I'm going to have, I'm going to kill them and I'm going to have your whole army and I'm going to, and, and he sounds big. And sometimes the enemy, man, he, he'll sound like a roaring lion to you. And he'll be studied barking and barking and barking and barking until you open up that gate and that joke of wagon's tail and bag up <laughs> and you like you know what i was afraid i was afraid to walk past this gate because i thought you was going to jump out on the over that gate and come and get me and come to find out you just wanted to play you wanted some attention and so just sometimes the enemy wants your attention don't give him your attention girl boy man whatever keep it moving you know what i'm saying because it's not worth your time so I release all of that and I always tell people, man, I fought some, I fought some heavy stuff. I fought some heavy stuff. I, man, I done went through some stuff that would have taken a whole lot of people out, but God kept me here for a reason. He kept me here for you, not just for me. He kept me here for you because he knew that I wasn't going to be a selfish coach, a selfish mentor, a selfish pastor. He knew I was going to be a selfish leader. I've been a leader all my life. I've been a leader all my life. I've never been a person to follow anybody. You know, uh, when I mean follow, I don't mean that in a prideful way. Like, oh, I don't follow leaders. Yes, I have a leader that I follow, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. That's my leader. And uh, I follow him because he's a great leader to follow, you know. But my what I'm saying, what I mean by following means I'm following you to do something crazy. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it on my own. 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to let you entice me to do something crazy. If I do it, if Rhonda did something crazy, Rhonda did it because she wanted to do it. It wasn't because somebody told her, girl, you know, <laughs> no, I, Rhonda was always that person to where she did whatever she wanted to do, even if she got in trouble. So now the flip side of that, Rhonda doing what God is, 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 has predestined for her to do. Um, Rhonda is doing what she loved to do. I love uh, speaking to you all. I love bringing you uh, love, joy, peace, and harmony. That's that thing. I love it. It's in the vein. I love it. I love to see people smile. I love to see you happy. I want to see you with joy. I want to see you in peace. I want to see you release those things. That's not a part of where you're going. Let it go. Whatever it is, let it go. Cause it's, it's draining you. It's killing you. It's taking you. It's robbing you of your time. It's robbing you of your substance. You're doing things. You're going shopping to try to get over this. You're going and getting your hair done to get over this. You know, women, you know, we, I've always been a person. I, I used to love going to the beauty salon, get my nails done. I still do, but you know, I, I've, I was a beautician myself for 30 and some years, 30 and maybe 35 years. I was a beautician. So, um, it was times to where, um, I would just love to, I just love to be pampered, but you got some people, they, uh, when they feel down, the first thing they do, they'll run and go spend money. Okay. Um, and then later when they're, you know, you're more sad now because you're now you're broke. You don't have the money because you was out spending. No, if I'm spending money, it's because I just want to do something good for myself. It's not going to be because I'm having a bad day and I just want to get out and spend some money. No, because once that money is gone, I'm even sadder now that I'm broke. So we got to be wise in the way that we think. Okay. Going further. Uh, I release the need to blame anyone, including myself. Remember, I mentioned that to you earlier. You got to stop. Just get to the point where you don't even blame other people. You, mo- you, you got to start thinking like maybe they were going through something or maybe they need to be healed. Maybe someone hurt them. Maybe, you know, they went through that. Maybe that, you know, someone touched them or maybe someone abused them. You know, I started looking at things like that and, and it made it, it caused me to uh, forgive. Even the people that, you know, I had some of my family was like, how do you forgive them? Why are you still dealing with them? Why are you still doing this and that and other? Let me tell you something. God forgave me of the crazy stuff I've done. And um, I want to get to the root of, I'm not going to kill myself getting to the root, but I do know what's in this person. I do know what's in those people. So I'm going to keep help. Uh, I'm going to keep helping them. I'm going to keep fighting for them until God tell me to remove my hand. God didn't tell me to remove my hand. Okay, back in the past, now God used to say, leave that alone. And I used to look at them and feel bad, like, oh man, I can't see them. I don't want to see them drown. I don't want to see that happen to them. You know, that was, that was Rhonda. I'm just being honest. I just like, man, I I was like my mom, my mom, (laughs) my mom didn't think nobody, if whatever needed to be done, she didn't think nobody could do it but her. And if, you know, if it's in the house, like when we were young coming up, you know, my mom had a lot of China in her house. And she didn't allow us to clean her house. When we were young, girls and stuff like that, and boys coming up, no. Uh Uh-uh. She didn't allow us to touch her stuff. Like, cleaning up, oh, no. My mom would clean up that whole house just so you wouldn't touch her china. So you wouldn't touch her stuff. Because all her stuff was very nice. So, um... But we still, just because we didn't do it when we were young, we still learned to keep our homes and, you know, be good wives, be good husbands or whatever, whatever. We learned that through just watching, you know, our parents or watching my mom and watching my dad. I've learned that. I'm going to speak for me. And um, 
I've learned to be a great housekeeper, watching my mom, you know, cooking for and cooking for my dad, taking care of my dad, make sure his clothes is clean. I've learned that from my mother. You know, people, oh, that's old-fashioned. People don't do that anymore. That's not true. Yes, that's, <clears throat> it don't mean that you're weak, that you do that. No, it's not. It means that you're taking care of the things that you love and the people that you love. So, no, it, don't, it does not make you a weak person, okay? Um, I learned to forgive and release. I forgive myself and others one day at a time until it is complete. Okay. It, you have to take it one day at a time. And the reason why I say that, because <clears throat> a lot of times we, um, we want to rush healing. We want to rush things. And if it don't happen, when we think you hear like at the snap of the finger when it don't happen as quick as we think it should happen we get upset we start thinking that we're failing or you know i failed because no i do want to tell you to do make some steps towards your healing uh to you know to be able to come out of what you're in i've heard you know i've had some people to ask me you you wrote the, that book about the victim survive uh, but you really didn't tell people how to come out i really did uh my book all of my books have scripture in it and it gave you um the information on things about how i came out and what may help you to come out so anytime i write a book on anything concerning my life and and you know um whether it was relationships whether it was uh that anything that i was involved in i always gave you scripture on things that what you know what helped Rhonda. you know i can only tell you what helped me uh, I can't tell you, you know what, Susie, this is good for you. Ronnie, this is good for you. Only thing I can tell you, it worked for me and God is no respect of person. So if he healed me, he can heal you. But I'm just going to tell you how I got healed. But in order for you to know how I got healed, I have to take you step by step through my life. You have to know the process. I can't just give you the new Rhonda. I have to give you the processed, the, pro the one that was being processed. You have to know how and where, I, where I've come from in order to know where I am now. You have to, it's just like, you know, a lot of times we read books and you hear nothing but success. You, you don't hear the hiccups of how did you get there? And then you have somebody that may be mimicking you, that's watching you and they're trying to get to where you are now, but they don't know where, where did you come from? You know, from whence did you come? Like, um, where were you 10 years ago? You know, how was your life 10 years ago? Uh, did you go through anything? You know, so with Rhonda, I can't, I can't speak on anybody else, but what I can tell you about Rhonda is Rhonda is going to give you step by step just like if you were a person that if you if you was an alcoholic or if you was on drugs or whatever you was and you uh you were and you may go to like an aa meeting or whatever meeting that you go to and they have you to stand up and say my name is such and such i am an alcoholic they you know and so you have to go through stages where you get healed i didn't just wake up and one day i was healed i i'm taking you through the process you're literally walking it out right with me a lot of people that's been with me for so long have literally walked walked through my healing with me they seen it that's why they said man i admire your strength because people have to really know the things that you kind of went through and don't worry so much about people judging you who cares 
<laughs> so focus on giving, let them know this is my journey. This this what I went through right here. You, you read now, you read my bio now and you'd be like, whoa, wow, you you accomplished a lot. But go back after you you read the bio, but go back and read the history. Just like you got American history, you got black history, you got all these different histories, Hispanics, you got all these different people that have history. But you, you're looking at now that they're no longer this, but where were they before? People don't want to talk about that. Oh, get up out of that. No, you need to know how did I get here? So you won't try to mimic my now and fail. You need to know that I went through a lot of heartache and headache to get to where I am. Okay. It's just like when people see that, uh, when you're in a relationship and they, they, you know, they want to mimic all good relationships. Like, Oh, I just love y'all relationship. I look at a lot of times I'll be on Facebook and Instagram and you see these, these couples and they on there and they doing it up. And then you'll see people down there commenting like, Oh, y'all got such a beautiful, uh, y'all such a beautiful couple and blah, 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 blah. And man, I wish I was married to somebody like that. First of all, you don't know what that lady or what that man went through to become where they are now. And you got some that will tell you, we went through this, we went through that. Man, we separated. Man, it was times where we couldn't stand each other. It's times because you could never learn anybody in in a year, in two years. You don't even know yourself. Sometimes you wake up or sometimes you'll think of something and you'll be like, man, if I only knew that then, I wouldn't have done that. That means you must have know yourself. So a lot of times we wish for things that, you know, you know, you're, you want something because you see somebody else having it. You may see a woman, she got a good man and he's holding it down. His man, he's got a, they got a beautiful home. They house is banging, they cars and they got money and, and you looking at that person and you want that. So you go and try to mimic that and then you get yourself a lemon. Okay. You did that to yourself because you thought you was getting that person, but you got that person because you, you, you was mimicking what you saw, but you didn't go through, you didn't go back and look and see what I remember when they stayed in a, in a, in an efficiency. I remember when they stayed in a shotgun house, the shotgun houses, you know, they call it shotgun houses. Uh, that's a house that you go straight in. It's just like, it's, it's, it's like a, a, a letter I. That is just straight. It's no, you, you have no, uh, uh, the houses don't even have any sidings or nothing to it. It's just straight back. You go in and go straight back. And so you got some people that lived in those type of houses and now they got, they living in two or three story homes. You don't know the struggles that these people have went through. So, you know, I've had people to say when they used to run down, we was at church, they would say, man, I would love to be like Bishop Jake's. Do you know the things that Bishop Jakes went through to get to where he is now? That's why you got so many people envy him. But do they know the struggles that that man went through when he didn't have but two or three people he was preaching, uh, preaching to when he was preaching his garage, it was raining in his garage and he had buckets catching the water. Do you know, do you want to go through that? Do you want to go through when they didn't, they didn't have all their, uh, they water and Lysol on, on all at the same time. Do you want to go through all of that? Do you want to go through that? You might want to, you might see yourself being his wife, but you couldn't step in his wife's shoes because you wouldn't have been able to endure all the stuff that they went through. So people want things that they see, but they don't know what you went through. And then you got some, they'll come in on the back end. And now that you done got everything cleared out and they want to come in and be that superwoman or superman. No, have a seat. You got, go through some things. So when people tell you about their now, me personally, I want to know about you then. How were you 10 years ago? 
You know, what did you go through? I know that you, you know, some people don't like to talk about that. Like, I don't want to talk about my past. I just want to talk about my future. That's good. But, in, you know, if I'm going to follow you, it's just like E.T. Eric Thomas, an awesome mentor. Man, I love it. I love him as a mentor and as a coach. This man, um, he tell you, he used to eat out of trash cans. He used to be homeless. He dropped out of school. He did all of that. But he had a strong wife. He ended up having a strong wife that told him, you know, you're going to have to go and go through school. You're going to have to do better. You're going to have to do this and that. He had somebody in his corner. But he gives his story of where, you know, where he was before he became this. He's the, I mean, he's the number one coach in the world. So he'll tell you that all the time. I wasn't always here. So you need to be that person to where you be honest and open with people, you know, because there are such such thing as triggers. You might have a trigger and they be like, man, I didn't know you was like that. Well, let me tell you a little bit about myself. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me tell you something about myself. So we, you know, we love to show that shining side until people flip you over and they see, oh, there is a dull side, you know? So that's the reason why, that's the reason why Rhonda strives so hard and work so hard because I want to see people get healed. I want to see people get delivered. I want to see people get free because I know what it's like to be bound. I used to be bound. I know what it's like to battle with depression. I used to battle with depression. I know what it's like to battle with anxiety and sickness and disease. I've been there. So when you've been somewhere, you don't want to see other people. If you love people like you say you do, you wouldn't want to see anybody go through anything. I wouldn't even want to see my enemy suffer. I wouldn't. I don't care how I don't care how they feel about me. I don't want to see them suffer. I want to see them come up. I want to see them get free cuz it's something it's it's the reason why they are the way they are. You know? So in my closing, um I'm thankful to God. I'm thankful uh that you've lent me your ear on today. I'm thankful that you had tea with me on this morning. Um again, you all know I I love you all. This girl have a sense of humor. Uh, I love to laugh. I love to have fun. I love to, I got a goofy side, you know, um, just, just be faithful and rest and, you know, have, have peace of mind. Do it on purpose. Okay. You got so much to live for. You really do. So, um, I want to say that I love you. I appreciate every last one of you. I really do. And some of you like, you don't even know me. How are you going to say? Yes, I do. I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your efforts to even come on and listen. I don't care if you log on and log off. Thank you for logging on. Okay. And I do want to turn your attention to that. I am, I'm not just on Spotify. I'm on anchor. I'm on YouTube. I'm not on YouTube as much, but I'm going to turn my attention back to YouTube. I do have a YouTube channel. Um, also I'm on TikTok. Okay. I have a lot of followers on TikTok, so you can catch me on either platform. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. So you can follow me there. Okay. I love you. May God bless you. I, uh, I pray that you have life, love, joy, peace, and what? Harmony. Until next time. Again, this is your girl, Rhonda Taylor from Let Your Voice Be Heard Movement Internationals. God bless you. Until next time.